0: Another episode of Saving Such. We back, man. Excited to be back. Got a special guest on today. Special. Doing great things. Mm-hmm. We got Taylor Shaw in the building. Taylor Shaw in Northeast Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta mention that. Northeast Baltimore in the building. Yeah. Uh, Morgan State grad. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I missing? Psychology major.
1: Big psychology. AKA. Mm. Yeah. Make that noise because
0: I don't know how to make it.
1: Uh. <laughs> he was really it.
0: Nah, but man, on this episode of Say and Such, you know, we start every show um, with a mental health check-in. So we're going to go around, ask everybody how they doing, one out of ten, ten being the ten being the best, one being the least, how you doing spiritually, mentally, emotionally. You can give across the board or, you know what I mean, individual. How are you doing today, brother? Why, do you, why are you always coming to me first? Because you was looking
2: at me. How are you doing today, brother? I'm feeling good, bro. Um, yeah. I was telling the way before uh, we came in, like... I've been really getting into the word lately. Mm. Um, me and my brother's been doing a devotional, been doing a lot of praying. Um, and it's just been like helping my business flourish for real. Like it's mm. been crazy, like the last two weeks has been nuts. Yeah. Like it's been overwhelming. But um, I'm I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. God is truly amazing. Yeah. And um, I can't wait to get into this episode.
0: Go ahead, Ray Ray. How you doing?
2: Ray Ray.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm good, I'm real good, actually. Had a good little week after hard last one. Um, what am I? You said 10 is best? Yeah. like a nine all across.
2: I didn't get my number. I'm like a nine all across, too.
0: Okay. Y'all feeling I'm good. be like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, disregard that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I'm about a 10, man. I'm feeling real good, man. Best I felt in a while, actually. That's good, Just bad. spending time with God. I got intimate with him last couple of days, mm-hmm. so... Just watched the TD Jerk Sermon, so man, I'm I'm on fire right now. You what know What was I mean? it about? What was it about? Paying
1: attention? Huh? What she trying, trying to call you right? out. Disregard that,
2: but I don't know what type of time she's on today, She's been
0: up crazy since
1: so she came <laughs> <laughs> <had> to
2: the <go. laughs> door. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm just in a
1: good mood. I'm, I'm happy. I can tell you. What's your number? Go. I'm, I'm a 10. Good.
2: Did you I go, go before the, the guest? That's what I'm yeah. saying. I was saying the best who asked you, though? You went before the guest. My
0: fault. Go ahead, That's
3: crazy. Y'all want me. I'm feeling pretty. I said pretty, pretty fine. Um, it's finals week, so mm. <sighs> no stressful. Just, just, literally giving it all to God. Mm. Um, just praying that He lays His hands over my grades and my GPA and my strength to just keep going throughout the week. A <sighs> couple more classes left. Um he does. But after you know, after this week. So, just waiting for graduation. So, I'm at like a good seven. Mm. Good seven. Okay.
0: okay. Congratulations on
3: that, yeah. too. Definitely. That's, like,
2: that's
0: man, Are you work. the first in your family to graduate?
3: No. Oh, okay. Good.
0: Continue that. Continue that. That's a long
3: line of Morgan grades in my family. That's tough. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Thank that's you. tough. That's amazing. Now, getting into the psychology, why don't you tell the people in depth what you want to do with your major?
3: So what I want to do with my major is become a sex merge and family therapist. So, I chose those three domains for psychology because I can relate to all three of those. Um, when it comes to the family part, I'm a child of divorce. So, I've seen a lot when it pertains to family um, to be very transparent. Like, like drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. things have hit my family like for generations like Mm -hmm. before me so I've seen a lot um as far as like family grievance and not even just death grievance it's just like seeing what your family's going through things of that nature Mm -hmm. um when it comes to the marriage part I've seen what a unhealthy marriage is like you know Mm -hmm. growing up in a household Things of that nature. Um, and with the sex part, it's like not just intercourse when it comes to sex. It's yeah. like emotion. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. Yeah. Just a lot. Especially things that I've been through and I feel like I can give back to the black community with educating and, you know, helping. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely tough. How long would you say you like, you you knowing your purpose in life? Hmm. When did um, God lay it on you?
3: Oh, when he humbled me. Mm. Ooh,
2: that's a good one. That's a word right there.
3: When he humbled me. It's
2: about to be IG real. <laughs> um
3: like it was like when I say that he humbled me, it was like you can continue to walk in this world and thinking that you know everything mm. and you need me. Mm. You don't know everything. Yeah, I'm here to show and guide you, mm-hmm. so you can learn. And me, I am a person that is sometimes uncomfortable with change because mm-hmm. I'm an only child. Oh. So things have been like just that. Mm-hmm. Like things have been placed like that. It's not a lot of change. I mean, as far as like going through well, being part of the divorce and stuff like that, it was just. You know, my mom made sure things were still organized and set. Mm -hmm. So with change, I'm still learning to trust God with change and knowing that he got me. So that's when I learned my purpose.
2: When you heard God's voice and he was giving you a purpose, like what's one of the first steps you did?
3: I cried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I it was like a a rage cry. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that negativity, the bad energy, it all just left my body. Mm. Like, I smashed my television, just went bonkers, and it was like a wake-up call. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he, when he works in mysterious ways, he works in mysterious ways, and I just had to take a step back from a lot mm-hmm. and just focus on the path that he has paved for me, mm-hmm. which is school, being an entrepreneur, and growing and flourishing into the young woman that he is shaping me to be.
0: That's hard. It's amazing.
1: Good. I, I, it's funny because we were just talking about how God doesn't, you know, when he deals with you, it's just on a very personal and separate Level like you're by yourself most of the time, and you saying you punch the TV. I'm like, that sounds real familiar, and it's crazy because, especially with like um, helping people, mm-hmm. that's not easy. Especially especially when that was never something that you chose in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you wanted to help people like your whole life at some point in some way, but when you really step into that calling, that's that's a that that's that's some big shoes to step into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like when you said calling
3: and helping people giving back. Mm -hmm. I thrive off of giving back. I thrive off of just serving. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like in to just make people feel good. Mm -hmm. I don't like I know why, but it's like I just I don't see myself not giving back to the black community. Mm -hmm. Like these broken homes, these fatherless homes, motherless homes. Young mothers, young fathers It's just like a cycle that Mm -hmm. I know if I keep trying I can break Especially Mm -hmm. within my city Mm -hmm. Um, Just going to school with People that are having kids Had kids in high school Middle school, stuff like that Mm -hmm. So it was a lot So I said I know I know I'm Put on this earth for a reason Mm -hmm. To give back especially to the black community, when it comes to mental health on all aspects of the board. And it really starts with like the parents and the mm-hmm. household and stuff. That's why I, I tap agree. into like the family, the <laughs> marriage, the sex. Cause it's like, that's what creates that family structure. Mm-hmm. You know, two, a, a man and a woman create a family. Mm-hmm. They need to be together within themselves to even to even bring a child into this world. <clears throat> a you lot of people aren't sure with themselves. Mm-hmm. And they still bring children in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when problems start. You don't even know who you're having a child with half of the time until the child is here. Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah. I know it's a lot of people that don't take mental health seriously. Can you touch on how like serious mental health is?
3: Mental health is very serious. And you hear it all the time in the black community. Like community, but it's a true fact. Me personally, I suffer from anxiety and severe depression. Mm -hmm. So, just always around people. I'm around people 24-7. Always have to put on that face, things of that nature. And when I was doing that in the past, I wasn't praying as much. Mm -hmm. But now, that I have, my relationship with God has grown the way it has. I can still put on my smile, Mm -hmm. even though when I'm going through things. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, now I know that he got me times 10. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I'm still giving back, I'm still here to help, I'm still here to be that friend, that sister, that listening ear, I'm still here to be that, even when I'm going through my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I take care of my mental health, being A very in demand and busy person Um, and I just tell a lot of people just to pray Mm -hmm. pray and really take care of yourself there's so many resources within the city when it comes to mental health a lot of people don't take the time to look for those resources but Mm -hmm. it is a lot of resources within the city when it comes to mental health Um, and a lot of people nowadays feel like they're too good to pray and trust God Mm I don't know why (laughs) <laughs> I literally don't know why. Like, yeah. when you literally pray and he covers your problems with his hands, mm-hmm. it makes things so much
1: easier. maybe and I just talking
3: mm-hmm. about that. It, mm-hmm. it makes things so much easier. Like, you worry less. You stress less. Um, like, you can just see it through your body. You glow different Absolutely. when you just... Give it to God. Mm-hmm. You glow different when you're minding your business, doing what you got to do, staying in your lane. Like, you're minding your business when you take care of yourself. Yeah. And you're flourishing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: So, that's my tip on health. I wonder, I know that when I first started my major, mm-hmm. or our major, psychology, um, a lot of people was asking me, like, or, yeah, a lot of people was asking me, how do I like combine God with psychology because a lot of psychologists, which I'm sure you know, like a lot of them, if you did your background mm-hmm. classes on the actual psychologists, like Freud and Skinner and all them, mm-hmm. they were like atheists or they didn't believe in God. And mm-hmm. so they took God out of the science of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for me, I see God all through it. Right. Like everything that we read mm-hmm. in the textbooks, I'm like, this is God right here. Exactly. So how, like, how did you... How does God and psychology mesh for you? Like how does it that?
0: It's a great question. One
3: person I shout out all the time. She's one of my professors. She's also one of my lords, Dr. Tara Bowman-Reed, she teaches black psychology at Morgan. When you learn black psychology, the European worldview paradigm about, black, about psychology I throw it out the window. But I don't yeah. listen to Freud, none of them. When I when she told us about Dr. Cambone, mm-hmm. it just opened my mind up. Mm-hmm. Greek mm-hmm. mythology, all of those things were practiced mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. In the Temple of Kemet. A lot of practices happen in Africa. Like the African worldview paradigm when it comes to psychology it's natural. Like, us as a community, we are supposed to be together. Mm -hmm. I blame slavery, because we were put into a Eurocentric worldview paradigm that was not for us. Mm -hmm. You know the term, keeping up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going against each other. Mm -hmm. That's not us as black people. We're not supposed to go against each other. That's not what our motherland stood on. Mm So when I hear about psychology, and then I hear about the Europeans that didn't, that don't say in none of their books where they practiced it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of hurtful. And I went, I didn't go back and forth. I debated Mm -hmm. with my sociology professor Mm -hmm. when he tried to teach us social psychology in a book that was taught by. And no, it was written by a white man. And I said, why are you teaching HBCU students this? A lot of us in the class were psychology and sociology majors. Why am I learning this? And I encourage everybody in that class to go take black
1: psychology. Black psychology is only taught at a few schools. Yeah, I'm taking it at my school, the psychology of the black experience. <laughs> See? And It's, it's not everywhere. Great. When I tell you it's a... I've never loved the class mm-hmm. more. Like, I like personality and things, but that class really made me get in touch with my roots, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, we just took a trip to the Blacks and Black Whites Museum just to kind of get an idea for where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, like, a, a guest speaker. Her name is Dr. Afia. Um, she came with, and talked to us about what she does, and she, she does something called um, psychotherapy Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's she, she, she's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. She goes and trains hairstylists and barbers mm-hmm. to do first aid therapy mm-hmm. or mental health first aid while people are in their chair getting their hair done. Because and one of, a lot of people don't know that Ida B. Um, no, not Ida B. Um, Madam C. J. Walker. Mm-hmm. People just think oh she made hair products, but I know she was stressed out from losing her husband and she lost her hair. So she created something to grow her hair back, but it was through mental health. Mm-hmm. And so her principles, Dr. Aki's principles, with her therapy, is in that realm. And we were talking about just how, you know, God intended us to be, for us to be, and how, like you said, the Eurocentric, you know, worldview has stripped us of that. Real bad.
3: Like you see it in Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everyone's killing each other. We're not supposed to be killing each other.
1: Yeah. We're killing
3: each other off because the white
1: man is killing us off. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening. What's it called? Post-traumatic... Post-traumatic slave disorder. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another That's a real good Can y'all break
2: break that down a little bit? I hope y'all got y'all pen and paper, man.
0: (laughs) Me and Reek just have students right now, man. It's their interview. Yeah, I'm just (laughs) here. I was literally just watching, like, oh, man, really?
1: (laughs) Post-traumatic yeah, stress disorder. It. So, people know what PTSD is. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, yeah, you're stressed. Or you've you've gone through an experience or gone through something that makes you so stressed that when you experience it again, you have a very um, negative reaction to it. So, like, uh, military people or, like, vets that were in a war. When they see, like, ceiling fans, they might go into a flashback or have, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, even heart attacks because mm. of the stress that they were in in those environments or what's coming next. So mm. like, let's say every time they saw the the, um, the helicopter thing spin and a bomb drop right after that, that helicopter is the trigger for the for what happens next. So when they see the sailing fan it sends them into that flashback like okay a bomb is coming but they're in a safe space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So post-traumatic slave disorder is the same thing. We were separated from our family, separated, killed, blanched. Um, we watched our family be ki- families be killed, raped, and things like that. And so, you know, when we go down the line, we start to do those same things because that's what we saw. And so, not, it's, it's stressful, but it's, it's, a, it's a mentality that was given to us through slavery. And so we've taken it and passed it down to our children. Like being whipped is a prime example. Mm. God, God said spread around to the child but he never said whip your kids and so we were whipped by our masters and the reasons that black mothers or black fathers whipped their kids in slavery was to instill that same fear that the masters did to us mm. to, keep up, to keep their kids from running mm. a lot of kids wanted to run because they didn't understand why they were in slavery so the mothers did what they saw their masters do I'm gonna whip you so that you don't gotta get whipped by, by your master for running so you gonna stay here so I'm gonna whoop you we've passed that down and so when we don't want black black single moms or you know dads when they don't want things to happen to their kids or like their kids still they like I'm gonna whoop you cause you can go to jail for this so I'm gonna make your punishment great here so you never do it again mm-hmm. that's passed down trauma that we're now inflicting on our kids not and you know it's, a lot of it is not knowing but it's the same concept so
0: that's amazing I actually didn't even think about that.
3: <laughs>
0: even, like like you said, we never really together as a people. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of sickening for real. Like, somebody will go and buy $340 shoes, you feel me, but won't go support the local black-owned bar- brand of a T-shirt or something. They'll be like, no, nah, I can't pay that much for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we just got to come together as a people, man. It's, it's pretty sad out here, to be honest.
2: I even see, like, people walking down the street, like, Black man see another black man, they feel instantly feel threatened by them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they look down upon them. Or a black woman see another black woman, she starts talking smack about it because mm-hmm. she got a pair of shoes that she wants and stuff like that. It's like with me personally, like I just changed my mindset and I just like I'm more of like a vibrant person. So I'll mm-hmm. give a compliment to a guy and be like, "Bro, like you put that on today, you feel me?" Or a woman, "I love your shoes. Your hair looks nice. You feel mm-hmm. me?" Like. If if slavery was more like that, it wouldn't be so, like, negative and, like, so much separation.
0: It's definitely a lot of, like, just negative thoughts, like you said. Always, like, against each other. I don't know what that's about. A lot of jealousy in the community.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, it started all— I mean, I hate to be the person that blame everything on slavery, but, I mean, really, like, we were fine before slavery. We were kings and queens. They took us to convince us otherwise. Like even with the um what you just said you was you didn't know why
0: we always uh, against, against each, other. each other
1: black I don't know if y'all seen Harriet the movie yeah who was who was the main person telling on Harriet'
0: a been doing man. it for years
1: a black man, and so a black man for for i think thirty nine cent, and we sell each other out for free. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's close to free back then too, but we do it for free for real. Right. Like, we'll stop our brother or sister from an opportunity because we want it. Mm hmm. And.
0: Oh, we don't that, want them to be better than us.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's beyond just the crab mentality, it's really just how we were taught to think. Mm-hmm. White people don't do that though. They stick,
0: stick with that. Not just white people, are all racist
3: just like they stick the, together. The rules like reverse, it. and mm-hmm. it was not supposed to be like that. I just see everything as a system. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what they wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. This
3: is what they wanted, and I always touch on the Willie Lynch letter. A lot of people don't think the Willie Lynch letter mm-hmm. is real, but mm-hmm. I forgot what slave master actually wrote it. Oh, I think it was Willie something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had to dissect that entire letter for my black psychology play. Mm. And just to hear, no, not even hear, just to read the things that, like, we were objects, like, literal objects. objects yeah. For sale. Like, we're going to do this to them. We're going to turn the men against the other men. We're mm. going to turn the women, we're going to turn the men against the women, the wives. We're going to start making the wives feel more superior so the men can listen to us more. Mm-hmm. To strip them from their manhood. Mm -hmm. They have this part in it, how to strip a black woman. Mm -hmm. That really threw me, because I'm a black woman. We're a black woman. And to hear, like, it's a process to strip us down from our being. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just paint on a wall. Right. It It just hurt my heart. And when you said, like, touch it to our roots, it it helped me
1: touch yeah, it to my roots yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Who do y'all think during slavery, when people got sick, black people got sick, that's who saw them? Veterinarians. Because we were animals. Mm. Dang. That's what they, <laughs> that's, what they <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. That's what they said. Veterinarians? Veterinarians, because these are animals. These are not humans. These are animals.
0: Wow. I'm in class right now. Yeah, nah,
2: They also... Crazy. That is super crazy.
1: They cut out... I'm sure y'all seen or heard that we used to braid... The braids in our hair were mm-hmm. maps, the maps of the plantation for mm. so people that tried to escape but failed. So they went, they traveled the plantation to like create a mental map and they braided those maps in Yo, people's hair. What? So when you see the lines, those are ways to escape. And... The way they did it was we would sing in our native language. We would sing songs, and so even if like, um, like let's say we singing, da, da da da, we singing, but in our in our language we saying, "I'm gonna escape today," and they be like, "Mm hmm, yeah." Like I don't know if y'all watch slave movies or right. things like that, but they always had a an mm hmm and a yeah. Mm-hmm. They were talking to each other through. The songs and the, you know the masses and the overseers, they just like y'all go ahead and say that nice thing, but the whole time they planning to escape, mm-hmm. and they would say who they would say whose um, whose hair will be braided, and when they make a certain noise throughout the plantation, that's that's mean it's time to run. Now if they were if they weren't successful, they would come back and take their braids out, so they would just think oh they they took their hair out or whatever, but we was erasing the mat. so that they couldn't figure it out. When they caught wind for that, they started cutting everybody's hair off. Yeah. One, to, like she said, strip us of our womanhood because our hair is connected to our womanhood. Mm-hmm. But also to erase though, that even the possibility of having maps in our hair. Mm. So it's like, I, when I tell you like it's, it's sobering, I got so in touch with my roots, it's like, I'm like.
0: That's crazy. I know for me, the one thing that shook me up is when I learned about like uh, the gay slave masters. And I couldn't just imagine being, like, a man and, like, having your master being gay and looking at you and, you know what I mean, raping you and, mm-hmm. and you got a son, you know what I mean, back. So I couldn't really mm-hmm. imagine that. You know yeah. what I mean? Just what we went through as a people, man, it's definitely, it's definitely
3: violent. And that's going. in the letter as well. Mm-hmm. They, they want, it's a part in it to break the black man down. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally have a part in that letter where they have a system to break you down Mm -hmm. it's like mentally like your wives will turn against you um it was just so gruesome Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah it it was a very gruesome letter and a lot of people think that letter is not real yeah that letter is real that letter is very real all of those masters sat in a room and talked Mm -hmm. about how to break our community Mm. and We see things today as far as oppression. Our people are very oppressed. No matter how much designer they wear, the weave as long as it's long, BBLs, it's oppression. Mm
1: -hmm. Anything to get us to not love ourselves. Thank
3: you, exactly. It's like things that are placed upon us to make us not feel like ourselves, we're not supposed to have BBLs, we're not Brazilians, right? Why we, we don't need lip fillers, our Afrocentric features are enough,
0: right?
3: It's like those things, and it's just a lot to tap into. Like when you speak about the present and slavery, it's like when people say modern day slavery, mm-hmm. you could talk about Section 8, you could talk about Wick. you could talk about all the things that. Make our people feel so comfortable to be oppressed. The school systems, school systems, all that, football, sports. all of that. It's like they give us incentives so we don't really feel oppressed. We feel like mm-hmm. we're winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to win once y'all gone. I'm going to feel like we've won because I I saw something today online and it was a it was a news clip. I forget the main thing. Everyone knows him. But he was interviewing a white man and he said that white people don't need any other race to succeed in America. Do y'all think that's true? I don't think that's true. Not at all. Because without America, it wouldn't be no America without, without us. Black people, we b-
0: buy everything. We,
3: we did built it. this. 90, <laughs> 91%. Of America was bought from cotton
0: mm-hmm.
3: they tried to pick the cotton themselves they couldn't do that that's why they took us and brought us here to do it. They literally <laughs> tried to pick cotton themselves and couldn't do it mm-hmm. so what do you mean it would be no um it would be no America without white people <clears throat> and other races let's let's be honest
1: let's be for real mm-hmm. every big building you see built black people built. the White House, black people built that. With no with no real education on how to build a building or be an architect or a construction worker. At America built on our backs. Like, literally, our, ha- our uh, hammers and nails. Like, true story.
2: For people that's, like, <clears throat> not in touch with, the, like, the black culture, um, like, what's type, like, the first steps would you say, like, to take? Or, like, what type of resource would you tell them to look at in order to get that?
3: Like other races that want to know more about black culture. No,
2: people that don't know, like us African Americans that don't know about the Uh, black culture. Yeah.
3: Go to a library, read. Get off your phone and read. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we have books. When I bring up the Temple of Kemet again, Mm -hmm. the Temple of Kemet has markings in it that are now translated in books. That temple is still there. Like, it's, you just have to read and take the initiative to want to, mm-hmm. to want to know more about your roots. I mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll, I'll watch a lot of TED Talks. I'm more of a visual learner, auditorial mm-hmm. learner. So I like to listen to documentaries. I like to listen to TED Talks. Um, I, I do read when I need to. I am starting to get into, more, into reading, but... When it comes to something I really want to know, I'm going to read about it or I'm going to watch a documentary about it. I'm going to listen about it. Mm -hmm. Just do more research. Mm -hmm. You know, people learn differently. People have different learning styles. So I would say to the black community that wants to learn more about black culture and where you came from, do your research and Mm -hmm. take that initiative to learn. And don't listen to somebody that is not black trying to tell you
1: about your history. Ask questions too. Like a lot of this stuff. I mean, I'm I don't like to read. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm dyslexic. Reading is hard. I rather listen to it. I didn't know that till today. Yeah, I'm I'm dyslexic. Anna don't try to dys-
2: use it against her now.
1: Yeah. No, I really no, didn't know that until today. Dyscalculia, <laughs> um, which is the math version of dyslexia. But yeah, so ask questions. I mean, like like y'all doing. Like if y'all if y'all wonder, there are people like us that will genuinely just talk about it all day if we could. But you have enlightened black people that say these things and they say, oh, it's a, it's a conspiracy theory. Like, no, this is real life. So ask questions and, and when people are t- talking to you about it and you feel like it could be a lie or you, it could be made up, do your research and find out.
2: Yeah, you can't go with everything that everybody says. Well, yeah. Don't try Google it and think it's true. Like, do and, your research on it for sure.
1: Yeah. And go to the... If if you want somewhere to pique to pique uh, your interest, go to the Black Spacks Museum. If you live in Baltimore, go there.
0: I've been there as a kid multiple times. Go again. But, yeah, no I went when I was no eight. changed.
1: It hasn't changed. Is your the same? mind has. Yeah. Mm. Your mind has definitely changed. I went when I was eight and I was like, oh, so scary. Yeah. But when you when they really as an adult, when you, when they're explaining to you what happened and why, I mean mm. they go the tour guides go in depth. Yeah, and they really paint the picture I mean they painted the picture in wax figures but they really put it in your mind like this is what happened and this is why when you ask questions they answer them and they give you the book to back it up like my perspective like if I show y'all some of these pictures that I took at the museum I'm like Mm -hmm. they told us a story about um, a husband and a wife I ain't gonna tell y'all it's fine but if you go I promise you to change your mind and make you want, it'll make you have so many questions about where we come from, why we're like this, and it'll, it'll I mean, a lot of it you'll see. There's an alley that they created that says um, they have a, lynch, a lynching exhibit, so being hung is an exhibit at the wax Museum, and in the back of the museum, they say now we lynch ourselves, and they have drugs, alcohol, and all that other stuff that we use to oppress us more. Mm the same
3: thing Mm -hmm. they just giving it to us in a more pleasing way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people use drugs drink alcohol things of that nature to feel good so they're giving it to us Mm -hmm. like it's basically killing our like killing ourselves lynching things of that nature Mm -hmm. but they're just giving it to us in a more controlled way in a more systematic way Mm -hmm. systematic racism Everything is a system.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what's crazy though? And this is, and this is something I, I would argue with people about. People would be like, oh, I don't believe in God because, you know, they use the Bible against us. The reason that we were forbidden to read was because if we would have read the Bible and read what God had to say about his people, we would have known that we were free. And we would have, and black people would have re, rebelled. But they used fear, violence, and a whole bunch of other things to realize in, but if we would have read the Bible and saw what God said about us, there's nothing that a white person can say to negate that. And so, yeah, they did use the Bible against us, but that was because of our lack of knowledge and we weren't able to read. But I'm, I'm am a I'm a firm believer in like my my life today that like the things that I struggle with, I just give it to God. Like everything will. Work, work, God will work it out for me. So I don't have to fight those battles because God is fighting for me. And life just gets easier when when God is on my side. Like, when God is fighting for me, I don't have to... If God is for me, it doesn't matter who's against me.
3: Period. Oh, I like that.
2: Period. Then this podcast is like a prime example of, like, just sit, sitting back and listening to the black woman. Like, they have so much to say and it's like... <laughs> we just try to lead so much as black men like no we gonna do this but like if you sit back and listen to the black women like they have so much mm-hmm. to offer so much to say like y'all women are like black excellence right now like y'all dropping a lot of gems. I can yeah. tell Mr. Tariq Coley don't know some of this stuff and neither do I <laughs> you know what I mean but it's it really has me enlightened to, mm-hmm. to learn more about it so I definitely appreciate the both of y'all for yeah, yeah I right. definitely
0: need to go to Blacks and yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: let's take a, let's take
2: a, a team trip we yeah, gonna leave Joe though
1: <laughs> Definitely yeah. leaving job. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> can you can you like talk about a little bit? I know we got far away from. We
1: did, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you actually came on a podcast for. Can you can you talk about some of the things that you uh, see in your future with like helping the black community? My future,
3: give me like a little time period. Cause the future is. Let's go
2: like. Let's go five years from now. Five
3: years, mm-hmm. okay. I would say, you know, in my private practice, traveling more, definitely seeing continents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to visit Africa. But like 25, I have to see Africa. Mm -hmm. I have to visit. I just want to touch the sand, just touch the trees, Mm -hmm. just be there, and actually, like, research things while I'm there, go on tours, go on excursions there, like just learn from like this is literally where I came from. Right. A lot of people like to argue, you know, where people came from. I'ma always say Africa. And that's where we came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, traveling I me mean, personally I did make the decision I do not want children. Um so No children, you know, in my future. Do I want to be married? Hopefully, you know, I'm in like a healthy relationship. You know, a man that loves me,
2: loves all the
3: things of that nature. And just flourishing in my career. So, flourishing in my career, like adult, big girl things, Mm -hmm. like owning
1: a house, stuff
3: Mm -hmm. like that. And that's like five years from
1: now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable talking about why you don't want children? Because I'm intrigued. I'm interested. No, I don't have the patience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it is a lot. Really. I don't have
3: the patience because I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. So I never really had to take care of anyone. You don't think that'll change? Mm-hmm. At some point? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, the, width, the economy is not like how it was when we were
1: children. You ain't lying.
3: It said it takes at least a hundred, over a hundred thousand dollars to raise a child now.
2: I believe it. I got two of them. I got two girls. So oh yeah, I you have children. Yeah, I definitely wow. believe it. Uh, As a
1: parent.
2: Super expensive. See? McDonald's and Chick-fil-A runs every day. On <laughs> <laughs> occasion Domino's. See? It's this,
3: you know. It is. But you know, a lot of people aren't meant to be friends. I feel like I'm meant to give back. And I'm meant to always be a mother-nurturing figure, mm. but not really a mother. I, I'm, I have a godchild on the way. So I'm already prepared. If something hits the fan, I do have to take that mother role. However, personally, giving birth to a child, I'm actually scared. Um, plus, I've seen a lot of, like, when it comes to having kids. And not knowing who you had kids with until the child gets here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't wanna personally, physically go through that. Um, I love children. I'm a teacher. I haven't taught in like, a, a long time, but I am a teacher. Um, and yes, I'm gonna be a good auntie though, you know? You know? Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I'm gonna be a good aunt, be a good godmother, and you know?
0: That's amazing. We definitely appreciate the two of y'all laying knowledge on us, laying knowledge on everybody watching. Um, We ask this question to everybody, though, that come on the show. Mm -hmm. What's a legacy you want to leave behind? A
3: legacy. No one's ever asked me that question before. I'm only 21. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like I know, but it's still being written. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't good, never heard good. nobody say that that's tough that is, is tough yeah. that, is still, nobody says that. that is tough like you all heard that I didn't want children right but my impact will be bigger than me having a child will be bigger than me bringing life on this earth cause life already flourishes out and I just know if I impact even one person, I already left my legacy. That person has felt what I had to pour into them. Mm-hmm. So it's not done being written. I haven't given my full impact on the earth yet. Yeah. So, yes. It's
0: amazing. We'll
2: take a apostle moment. You're a good woman. You know that? <laughs> You're a good woman. <laughs> yeah,
0: for real. <laughs> Thank
1: you. For
2: real. us out in a minute, man.
1: And he who finds you will not find a great thing
0: Absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, Definitely man. This has been another episode Of Saved and Such Man We gonna continue To dive deep Have conversations And talk about God Talking mm-hmm. about sports Talking about the culture You know what I mean This is what we're about mm-hmm. Any last words brother?
2: No, I just appreciate You coming on Mariah I feel like you was a guest today Right <laughs> Uh, Surprised me. I ain't gonna lie, Lil Ray Ray. But uh, just just having y'all on the day, I kind of feel like this was something that I needed. I didn't know I needed, but I needed it. Right. I dropped a lot of gems. I hope everybody had their pen and paper. And i I'm, I'm gonna definitely revisit this episode because I'm on it. But I want to actually dissect and study everything that y'all said. But appreciate y'all. I can't wait to see what happens. The next five to ten years we are. For, uh, oh, you. you too, thank Rick. You so I appreciate you too, that, Rick, brother.
0: You a, <laughs> <laughs> a good man. Nah, but man, the end of man, God is faithful. At the end of the day, man, mm-hmm. we talking about a God who's carried us through slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, who carried us through Jim Crow. You know, I mean, a God who allowing us to be here today. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it was times in slavery where they probably didn't think that we would even had. Have I have, have take a voice. it for granted too. That's a have thing. a voice. You know sure. what I'm saying? So. Just being here, man, is a promise of God, man, yes. that somebody prayed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. we can going to continue to walk in it with joy and with honor and uh, continue to be grateful, man. So we appreciate y'all for kicking it with us. Mm-hmm. Love y'all, man. Appreciate you. Bye. Peace.